Hi, my name is Emma Miller, and you are listening to Friarside Chats, where every episode I sit down with Father Michael Martin to bring humor and a Franciscan perspective to the exciting, puzzling, and even ordinary parts of life. Hi, Father Mike. How are you doing, Em? It's it's a great day. I'm really excited um, for Lent next week, actually. Lent, I know. Blink. I, I feel like I was just uh, decorating the chapel for Christmas, and mm-hmm. here we are already geared up and ready for Lent. I know. I uh, It comes upon us so suddenly it every does. year it does. <laughs> without fail. So true. But I, I have to say, I don't know about you, but um, I used to be a big, I mean, I love Christmas, no doubt about it, but I love Lent. Really? I really do. The penitential season is your favorite? <laughs> I am a man, man of penance. <laughs> you may not know that about me, but I am a man of penance. No, I, there's just something about it that, that uh, draws me in. It draws mm-hmm. me into it, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I love it about that season. Mm. What, um, so, obviously, we've got Ash Wednesday coming up as we kick off Lent. What are some of your favorite Ash Wednesday moments or memories? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny to try and talk about favorite Ash Wednesday moments, this big day of penance and, and prayer. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not like Christmas morning. but I uh, love fasting. That's right. <laughs> I love getting ashes. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it as a as a priest, um, one of the things, this is kind of stupid, but I struggle with the blessing of the ashes <laughs> because in the actual words of the blessing, it says, bless these ashes. And I have to be... <laughs> be very careful not to say that too quickly because if I say it too quickly, then something else is something gonna else is going to come out. <laughs> so. Even as you're saying it here in this booth, I can see you're really enunciating ashes Bless very well. These ashes. <laughs> That's not a mistake you want to no, make. No, no, not on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> that is correct. But uh, no, it's just a great day, and um, and even here on campus, you know, it. Uh, this is my uh, my seventh. Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, there have been two years that uh, I was on campus for um, the Duke Carolina game at Duke was on Ash Wednesday, which uh, <laughs> we're trying to be this penitential practice day, <laughs> and all the students are crazy in Kayville yeah. and uh, the goofiness of that. But uh, what I loved was, uh, you know, so many of our students who got ashes then painted their face around the ashes. <laughs> I know, seeing them on ESPN later that night with their ash cross still intact That's as right. they right. heckle the other team. But think about it, then, in many ways, Catholics are the original face painters. That is you know, so true. We've been face painting for forever. <laughs> so. I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> How about you? Do you, um, do you struggle with... Uh, receiving ashes or now that you know being a liturgical minister with us sometimes Mm -hmm. you're actually distributing ashes is that kind of hard or i love to distribute ashes oh yes which now there are multiple options of the prayer that you can say do you have one that's a favorite over the other or turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel short sweet yes short and sweet um not too aggressive (laughs) Uh, (laughs) nice invitational style yes invitational exactly and gospel it's like good news right uh that's where it's pointing them so i like that um you know, I do always feel bad when I, like, get too big of a clump and I, like, leave trails all over the person's <laughs> face. And that stuff is not easy to get off. So they're going to be wiping ash all over sure. the rest of the day. I remember um, 
grow in high school where it was a very large Catholic high school that I went to and the friars, you know, on Ash Wednesday for mass, you know, there'd probably be about 25 friars distributing ashes. And there was always the check amongst the students afterwards. You can tell who got ashes from <laughs> whom because some looked like some little piece of jewelry on their forehead. Mm-hmm. Other guys looked like they had a license plate, you know, <laughs> like this big, massive cross on their forehead. And I don't know, like sometimes I thought like some of the friars were trying to send a message to some of the guys like, <laughs> You're a bigger sinner than everybody yes. else. You need to repent this, this much. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. But, you know, all kidding aside, you know, I, I, uh, it's a special day. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do think that for some of our students, too, there's probably a, a question mark, depending on what time they get their ashes, you know, depending on what service they go to here on campus during the day around, you know, I'll, I'll bet some of them wrestle a little bit with, should I wipe these off, Mm -hmm. you know, because if I go to this event or if I'm seen by a certain group of friends, I'm going to have to explain myself. I don't know. Do you think that that's a, that some students wrestle with that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I did. Did you? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Um, not necessarily for, for parties or something like that, but if I was going to like a nice dinner, I'd be like, oh my goodness. Okay. Am I going to wash my ashes off? Or, Am I going to leave them on through like this fancy dinner at the Waduke? Which maybe I also shouldn't have been having having. on Ash Wednesday. But when you have family coming into town, it's kind of hard to be like, oh no, I know you're not Catholic, but. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I I do think that wrestling with that question Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll admit that, you know, the older I've gotten, I could care less. And plus, you know, I'm walking around Habit all day and then. Ash gray habits, so it, like it do, it doesn't phase me. Um, maybe the way, but I remember younger in younger days that it did. You know, mm-hmm. I, I did think twice, and so for our students that do, you know, wrestle with that, I, I just say to them, God bless you. You know, and and think about it. Think about what you want this to say, and if you know if it causes you to have to wash them off at some point because you're you're afraid or whatever. Hey, Jesus is with you in your fear. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't beat yourself up. Just realize, all right, I got a little more work to do, and um, I got to be a little bit more out there with my my Christian faith. Um, but it, it happens to us all. We all question that at times. Yeah, definitely. We uh, started this podcast actually talking about how quickly Ash Wednesday and Lent is coming upon us. I feel like that is, we said, is perennially the case, and I know it is for a lot of our students too. It gets to Ash Wednesday, and they're they're just figuring out which mass to go to. They have many of us have no idea what we're even going to do for Lent. How do you, what is your advice for hitting the ground running? I struggle with that every year. Yeah. You know, I, I think the first is to, uh, to not be caught unaware and hopefully our students, you know, we're, we're doing some good things to put in front of students, uh, the concept that, Hey, Lent does need some preparation, even though Lent is a preparation period for Easter, mm-hmm. right? It's not an end in and of itself, but even this preparation period, you got to prepare for. And uh, and so my, I, I guess the the one, if there's one thing I would say to anyone about how to prepare for Lent, it's be intentional, be mm-hmm. intentional. That if if all you do is roll out what you did last year. Because that's what you did last year and you haven't given it enough thought and it's a standby, it's a handy standby, okay, God bless you, and, and that's that's something and it's good, okay. But 
if you can give some thought to it ahead of time and say, why am I doing this? And, and what dimensions of my life is this really addressing? And how is this really drawing me closer to Christ? And how is this really preparing me for the resurrection of Jesus and what that means for me in my faith life? I think those are the, the more powerful uh, ways to really not be caught unawares and to, um, to really hit the ground running, certainly. Yeah, as you think about, you know, intentionality for for your Lenten plan, preparing for your Lenten preparation. <laughs> I, I like that. Double uh, preparation, preparing for your, to prepare. Preparing to prepare, yes. Uh, so we've got, obviously, three different components to consider. Uh, the three kind of pillars of Lent, uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Um, those sound very, like, churchy words, you know, of course. Um but I think you can get really creative with different ways to, to put those into practice. Um, no, I agree. I, I think, and creativity is just for creativity sense sake is not, it's not the answer, you know? I yes. mean, and, and one of the other things too, is that um, I find our students and so many people are around the globe, you know, are, they're more creative than they give themselves credit mm-hmm. for. Just, you know, just read, you know, Twitter feeds, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, that, there's some very creative people out there. And, yeah. and, and so when you put your mind to it, to think to yourself, what could I do during these 40 days in terms of my prayer life that would be intentionally opening myself up to the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in my life? And I, you know, if there, and we've got on our website, um, and, and we'll put in the, in the show notes from our, our podcast today, some great links, uh, you know, that can give you some wonderful resources and great uh, suggestions. But just, I, I think one prayer experience that I would recommend is reading every day, prayerfully reading the day, the gospel of the day mm-hmm. and, and not just reading it, but I would say in one form or fashion, one way or the other, put yourself in the story. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in it. Imagine yourself in that moment listening to Jesus' words or whatever the disciples. And be, be someone in the story. Be one of the disciples. Be, be Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, or be just a bystander. Put yourself in that story prayerfully and let God's words speak and and that prayer experience done in all of what six minutes yeah. <laughs> right can be so mm-hmm. powerful these 40 days mm-hmm. absolutely uh, no i that's praying through the daily gospels and daily mass have mm-hmm. been very instrumental prayer experiences um for lent for me in the past uh, you know daily mass is is maybe hard to do it. You know, you don't want to go to daily mass every day if this is your first time doing it, but maybe going once a week is, um, several years ago, I found that very helpful too. Sure. Um, and, and so many, I mean, that's, those are just two suggestions yes. of, of 2 million and 22, mm-hmm. um, that, that are out there of what you can do. And, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Cause there's, there's too much potential for, uh, I think, for us to get down on ourselves that, oh, you know, why bother? I can't, I can't do anything, you know? <laughs> yep. Keep it, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Right. 
yeah. So fasting, mm. our second pillar. Um, well, our second pillar is some form of penance. Fasting yes, is one. Yes, correct. Some form of penance, fasting. And, you know, I think, you know, what is the, we gave out the cards last year, don't just give up chocolate for, for Lent. Right. Um, that's a classic. But I I have honestly started to think of fasting more in the sense of media and screen time and all those things that seriously suck up so much of my life. Um no, I, I agree. I mean, I think probably what's needed first and foremost, you talk about being intentional, is to a little assessment mm-hmm. of what am I taking in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whether that be in, in media or in food or in alcohol or in recreational drug use or, you know, what mm-hmm. am I taking in, you know, and, and how could I, as a penitential practice, distance myself from some of that? Uh, and again, there's so many... I think we've got some great, uh, great suggestions, uh, but I, I do think fasting helps uh, helps all Christians to get to the heart of this question: What do I yearn for the most? Mm. You know, and sometimes in hunger, when we're fasting from food, sometimes in hunger it helps us to do two things. One is to know what it means to really, uh, at least on some level, to know what it means to want. And then two, with, with so many people around the world, you know, we, we align ourselves with the, the hungry of the world. And it, it, I think it does so much good. The, the second thing it does, though, is it realizes, it helps us to realize who satisfies that need, mm-hmm. who deeply satisfies that need. Food doesn't do it, you know, I mean, or any of the other things that I'm trying to fill myself with, you yeah. know, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And that's, you know, that's the heart of fasting think so how do you turn when you um you know you're fasting from something during lent be it food or media or 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 what have you and you have that kind of craving or that like desire to turn to that how do you turn that into a prayer turn that back to jesus that's a great question and and i think um being self-aware is you know the huge first step you know you got to be aware that that's the dynamic that's mm-hmm. taking place in your heart in the in your body and your mm-hmm. you know in your emotional life in that moment your spiritual life and to just be able to say lord be with me in this you know first invite jesus in to the craving or the challenge or the difficulty or the the temptation you know lord be with me in this i i, I think that quick prayer helps uh in every moment to to transfer yeah you know it's not about me being super strong mm-hmm. and uber <laughs> christian and i can overcome anything look at my willpower look at look <laughs> hey look lord look at how much i can prove to you what yeah. a great follower of yours i am mm-hmm. but it's placing the the real focus which is what the practices are all about so mm-hmm. we focus more on christ lord be with me in this yeah yeah you know and i i think too you know we hope that all of our listeners appreciate that uh, during Lent, you know, we have certain days of fast and abstinence. For example, not for example, but certainly Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are two days of fasting and abstaining from meat. And then we are called on all Fridays of Lent to abstain from meat always. And it's funny, you know, you and I, we, we hear students all the time during Lent, you know, on a Friday, oh, I forgot and I had a <laughs> burger or whatever, or chicken or whatever it might have been. And um, But to just be a little more mindful of why am I doing this again? Mm-hmm. And and if 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 I'm, I'm being mindful of it, I got to start thinking about it more than just on Friday, Yeah, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I think bringing that into 
into um, into play a little bit. Um, and and also, you know, that sense of am I willing during this season to maybe confront my own weakness? You know, can I can I fast a little bit from my desire to fix myself mm-hmm. and realize that the divine healer, Jesus, is there for me in all the sacraments, and in particular, we're in the sacrament of reconciliation that we're called to celebrate during this season as well. So a lot, lot, lot there to <laughs> so, chew on. So much there to chew I know, on. I know. And... Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need less there to chew on. That's what fasting's all about. Um, Okay, so this last one, almsgiving, I am not confident that I've ever done this very well, (laughs) to be honest. So what what is it all about and how can, A, like, find find a a good way to do this um, and find the spiritual the spiritual component to it too. So it doesn't just feel like, you know, the, the old standby dropping coins in your rice bowl. Right. Right. No, great question. And, and I think, uh, that the challenge that we have during Lent is again, intentionality. If all I'm going to do is throw a few, you know, a few dollars at something and say, I've given alms. Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure that that's really in the heart of, of what we're talking about. The key word, I think there's one word maybe our podcast listeners will be sick of by the end of this this podcast. It's intentionality. intentionality. <laughs> you know that, And I would just encourage our students in particular, do this one thing. And if this, if this is all you do in Lent under almsgiving, this will be a huge step. Take your credit or debit card uh, statement from the last month and take a look at your discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself, is there any space in there for the poor? And what do I want that space to be? I've been blessed. And so many of our students, I think, undergraduate, graduate, graduate professional students, they, you know, they, they think, I've got no money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've got no money. You do. We all have money. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we all have, we all engage in discretionary spending. And But you got to study it a little bit. Yeah. You got to look and say, oh, my gosh. Last month, I spent $267.38 on things that I didn't have to buy, you know, mm-hmm. that I could have or that yeah, I could have done other things, you know, in different ways. And so of that spending, even though maybe the, the funding is coming from my parents or whatever, I've got control over it. And how do I want to allow the poor to uh, be with me in the blessing that I have received. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. why it's all been given to me. So because it's been given to me, how can I somehow give something back? So what's that percentage? If all students do, if all of our listeners, if they just did that and, and hopefully then committed to some portion of that giving back during Lent, that would be great. But I would say just do the study. Yeah. Just do the study. You That's know? true. As you, you say it, I, I think that I probably grossly underestimate my discretionary right. spending. Yeah. <laughs> and we all do. And yeah, so going and looking at, at my bank account and actually tallying it up is going to be probably embarrassing. And then it'll it, it'll hit home. Okay, I, I can I can give this percentage. Sure. I was in Sam's easily. I was in Sam's Club the other day, and I I went specifically for one item. I gone for the you know for some. Uh, for some seltzer water, you know, the, you know these flavored waters mm-hmm. I like to drink, and they're pretty inexpensive there. And as I'm walking out, I walk past this end cap display of massive big bags of uh, pistachio nuts. And I said, oh, we love them. <laughs> Grabbed a bag of pistachio And I thought to myself, it's brilliant. It's, you know, that 
I go in to buy one thing and I buy two. That's how you know it and works. That's like and that's, you're you're I, doing really well if you go in to buy one and you only come out two. with two. But the, the point being, talk about discretionary income. We all we we don't think we spend as much as we do. So mm-hmm. studying it is huge. Yeah, awesome. Those are some really very helpful tips, Father Mike, for how to hit the Lenten season on Ash Wednesday, um, ready to go. So I, uh, you know, we'll, we will put on our website and in the podcast episode notes, ways to find more of this information and some more creative ideas for Lenten penances. Uh, there, there's so many ways to, uh, to make this season really fruitful and we want to help you guys with that. So just look out for that. And we are so glad that you have joined us for another episode of Friarside Chats. Please email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Certainly we do. And for more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors. We're so blessed. Really, we are. Students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke, just like you. To learn how you can support Fireside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks so much, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. God bless. Thank you. See you next time on Fireside Chats. Oh, yeah. Yeah,